Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast, delivering God's word to you every day, walking with fellow Christians through the entire Bible in one year. Each book of the Bible is read by a different member of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in Edmond, Oklahoma, bringing new voices to a timeless story. Let's hear God's word for today. 2 Chronicles chapter 1 Solomon, son of David, strengthened his hold on his kingdom. The Lord his God was with him and highly exalted him. Then Solomon spoke to all Israel, to the commanders of thousands and of hundreds, to the judges and to every leader in all Israel, the family heads. Solomon and the whole assembly with him went to the high place that was in Gibeon because God's tent of meeting, which the Lord's servant Moses had made in the wilderness, was there. Now David had brought the ark of God from Kiriath-Jerim to the place he had set up for it because he had pitched a tent for it in Jerusalem, but he put the bronze altar, which Bezalel, son of Uri, son of Hur, had made in front of the Lord's tabernacle. Solomon and the assembly inquired of him there. Solomon offered sacrifices there in the Lord's presence on the bronze altar at the tent of meeting. He offered a thousand burnt offerings on it. That night, God appeared to Solomon and said to him, Ask, what should I give you? And Solomon said to God, You have shown great and faithful love to my father David, and you have made me king in his place. Lord God, let your promise to my father David now come true. For you have made me king over a people as numerous as the dust of the earth. Now grant me wisdom and knowledge, so that I may lead these people. For who can judge this great people of yours? God said to Solomon, Since this was in your heart, and you've not requested riches, wealth, or glory, or for the life of those who hate you, you have not even requested long life, but you have requested for yourself wisdom and knowledge that you may judge my people over whom I have made you king. Wisdom and knowledge are given to you. I will also give you riches, wealth, and glory, unlike what was given to the kings who were before you or will be given to those after you. So Solomon went to Jerusalem from the high place that was in Gibeon in front of the tent of meeting, and he reigned over Israel. Solomon accumulated 1,400 chariots and 12,000 horsemen, which he stationed in the chariot cities and with the king in Jerusalem. The king made silver and gold as common in Jerusalem as stones, and he made cedar as abundant as sycamore in the Judean foothills. Solomon's horses came from Egypt and Kew. The king's traders would get them from Kew at the going price. A chariot could be imported from Egypt for 15 pounds of silver and a horse for nearly four pounds. In the same way, they exported them to all the kings of the Hittites and to the kings of Aram through their agents. Second Chronicles chapter 2 Solomon decided to build a temple for the name of the Lord and a royal palace for himself, so he assigned 70,000 men as porters, 80,000 men as stonecutters in the mountains, and 3,600 as supervisors over them. Then Solomon sent word to King Hiram of Tyre, Do for me what you did for my father David. You sent him cedars to build him a house to live in. Now I am building a temple for the name of the Lord my God in order to dedicate it to him for burning fragrant incense before him, for displaying the rose of the bread of the presence continuously, and for sacrificing burnt offerings for the morning and the evening, the Sabbaths and the new moons, and the appointed festivals of the Lord our God. This is ordained for Israel permanently. 
The temple that I am building will be great, for our God is greater than any of the gods. But who is able to build a temple for him, since even heaven and the highest heaven cannot contain him? Who am I then that I should build a temple for him except as a place to burn incense before him? Therefore, send me an artisan who is skilled in engraving to work with gold, silver, bronze, and iron, and with purple, crimson, and blue yarn. He will work with the artisans who are with me in Judah and Jerusalem, appointed by my father David. Also send me cedar, cypress, and algum logs from Lebanon, for I know that your servants know how to cut the trees of Lebanon. Note that my servants will be your servants to prepare logs for me in abundance, because the temple I am building will be great and wondrous. I will give your servants, the woodcutters who cut the trees, 120,000 bushels of wheat flour, 120,000 bushels of barley, 120,000 gallons of wine, and 120,000 gallons of oil. Then King Hiram of Tyre wrote a letter and sent it to Solomon. Because the Lord loves his people, he set you over them as king. Hiram also said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, who made the heavens and the earth. He gave King David a wise son with insight and understanding who will build a temple for the Lord and a royal palace for himself. I have now sent Huramabi, a skillful man who has understanding. He is a son of a woman from the daughters of Dan. His father is a man of Tyre. He knows how to work with gold, silver, bronze, iron, stone, and wood, with purple, blue, crimson yarn, and fine linen. He knows how to do all kinds of engraving and to execute any design that may be given him. I have sent him to be with your artisans and the artisans of my lord, your father David. Now let my lord send the wheat, barley, oil, and wine to his servants as promised. We will cut logs from Lebanon, as many as you need, and bring them to you as rafts by sea to Joppa. You can then take them up to Jerusalem. Solomon took a census of all the resident alien men in the land of Israel after the census that his father David had conducted, and the total was 153,600. Solomon made 70,000 of them porters, 80,000 stonecutters in the mountains, and 3,600 supervisors to make the people work. Second Chronicles chapter 3 Then Solomon began to build the Lord's temple in Jerusalem on Mount Moriah, where the Lord had appeared to his father David at the site David had prepared on the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite. These are Solomon's foundations for building God's temple. The length was 90 feet, the width 30 feet. The portico, which was across the front, extending across the width of the temple, was 30 feet wide. Its height was 30 feet. He overlaid its inner surface with pure gold. The larger room he paneled with cypress wood overlaid with fine gold and decorated with palm trees and chains. He adorned the temple with precious stones for beauty, and the gold was the gold of Parvaim. He overlaid the temple, the beams, the thresholds, its walls and doors with gold, and he carved cherubim in the walls. Then he made the most holy place. Its length corresponded to the width of the temple, 30 feet, and its width was 30 feet. He overlaid it with 45,000 pounds of fine gold. The weight of the nails was 20 ounces of gold, and he overlaid the ceiling with gold. He made two cherubim of sculptured work for the most holy place, and he overlaid them with gold. 
The overall length of the wings of the cherubim was 30 feet. The wing of one was seven and a half feet, touching the wall of the room. Its other wing was seven and a half feet, touching the wing of the other cherub. The wing of the other cherub was seven and a half feet, touching the wall of the room. Its other wing was seven and a half feet, reaching the wing of the other cherub. The wingspan of these cherubim was 30 feet. They stood on their feet and faced it the larger room. He made a curtain of blue, purple, and crimson yarn and fine linen, and he wove cherubim into it. In front of the temple he made two pillars, each twenty-seven feet high. The capital on top of each was seven and a half feet high. He had made chain work in the inner sanctuary and also put it on top of the pillars. He made a hundred pomegranates and fastened them into the chain work. Then he set up the pillars in front of the sanctuary, one on the right and one on the left. He named the one on the right Jachin, and the one on the left Boaz. Ephesians chapter 4 Therefore I, the prisoner in the Lord, urge you to walk worthy of the calling you have received, with all humility and gentleness, with patience bearing with one another in love, making every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope at your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all, through all, and in all. Now grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift, for it says, When he ascended on high, he took the captives captive, and he gave gifts to people. But what does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower parts of the earth? The one who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens to fill all things. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and teachers, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, to build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of God's Son, growing into maturity with a stature measured by Christ's fullness. Then we will no longer be little children tossed by the waves and blown around by every wind of teaching, by human cunning with cleverness and the techniques of deceit. But speaking the truth in love, let us grow in every way into Him who is the head, Christ. From Him the whole body, fitted and knit together, by every supporting ligament, promotes the growth of the body for building itself up in love by the proper working of each individual part. Therefore I say this and testify in the Lord. You should no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thoughts. They are darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them and because of the hardness of their hearts. They became callous and gave themselves over to promiscuity for the practice of every kind of impurity, with a desire for more and more. But that is not how you came to know Christ, assuming you heard about him and were taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, to take off your former way of life, the old self, that is corrupted by deceitful desires, to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self, the one created according to God's likeness in righteousness and purity of the truth. Therefore, putting away lying, speak the truth, each one to his neighbor, because we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger, and don't give the devil an opportunity. Let the thief no longer steal. Instead, 
He is to do honest work with his own hands, so that he has something to share with anyone in need. No foul language should come from your mouth, but only what is good for building up someone in need, so that it gives grace to those who hear. And don't grieve God's Holy Spirit. You were sealed by him for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, anger, and wrath, shouting and slander be removed from you, along with all malice. And be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another, just as God also forgave you in Christ. This has been the Bible 365 Podcast, a production of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church and School in Edmond, Oklahoma, in collaboration with Cinematic Waves, TV and film post-production studios. The Christian Standard Bible is copyright 2017 by Holman Bible Publishers, used by permission. Having heard the word for today, may the same Holy Spirit who inspired Scripture now inspire faith in you to live each day as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Love God, love one another, and love your neighbor.